about world. <laughs> it's your boy Sway from MTV News. Somehow, some way, we are back for episode fifty-two of Knifey Knife Lion, Lion Radio. My name is Jonah, reminding you to help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Joining me in the Mount Airy Manor is the indoor instigator, Zach. Good day. <laughs> Appreciate it. I said joining us from a remote location. That was a lie. He's in studio. It's Nick from Soccer. Howdy. Today, we simply must discuss the 2-0 battle between the best in the East and the best in the West, LAFC, in our recap. recap. We'll pick an FCC of the week. Uh, we'll search for our favorite. Dickle smash. We'll see who did the best. Styling on him. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on you. I don't have one in mind. Hope somebody's got one. We'll let Kevin give us his 30,000-foot view of the week in MLS with... Kevin's MLS and then we'll play FCC Survivor. Folks, it's not getting easier. Or maybe it is. We'll see. We're going to have three of them. And we'll dump all our trash into a new edition of... Popery. Folks, savor every moment of KLR. You don't know when it'll end. And savor the fact you're warm and dry inside the John Hark's Hark's Cave Cave of Wonders. Wonders. Go buy one of the Prides and One style shirts. (laughs) They're flying off the shelves. I don't want to get into sales numbers, but you better act fast. Please, please buy one. Go to thepridecincy.com. It's like an and one shirt. It has nothing to do with and one. Hope you're not listening, and one. Don't cease and desist because we're really racking up the sales. Go ahead and buy a shirt. Proceeds go to us. Also, if you haven't watched uh, the Conquer Kevin trivia video that I am uh, hosting and had some involvement in, go to the Pride's YouTube channel and watch it. I know the other two guys in here, they couldn't get enough of, <laughs> enough of it. They never responded, but I think they loved it. Did you guys watch Conquer Kevin yet? I did. Uh, I was really interested, interested to find out that Kevin wrote all the questions. <laughs> Why did he not get them all right then? Uh, Zach, how about you? Dad loved it. <laughs> he did. Uh, he tweeted it, Facebooked it. This is my son. Uh, Father Richard Rohr got a real kick out of it. A uh, friend of Oprah. Friend of Bono as well. So let's get into the FCC recap. recap. Starting lineup, sponsored by Zales. A little bit different. Kendall Waston, Bertoni, Maddox Hagland, Cruz, Deplon, Richie, Kakutamane, Justin Hoyt? Hoyt? Justin Hoyt. Uh-huh. Uh, Caleb Stanko and Kenny Safe. Nick, since you're in studio, I'll ask you first, what did you think when you saw the starting lineup? Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, this is going to be the the common generic answer. But yeah, Hoyt was was an eye-opener for me. Uh, I guess I found out Garza and uh, Powell were both injured. So Mm. that left a vacant space for Hoyt to step up into. But uh, yeah, that I mean, I guess that was... I wasn't really noticing any other part of the lineup when I saw Hoyt's name because I'm just thinking, okay, how is he going to do? He didn't look too good in preseason. So I think I had uh, had my eyes on him solely. I don't know about you. Actually, I do. You just told me. Uh, I pitched a Hoyt 10. I was quite excited. Carl Lindner, Blue Pill. It's been a while. I was excited to see him out there. The other change, uh, Caleb Stanko in. Lamont also somewhat hurt. 
not hurt enough that he didn't come in the game later. But Stanko took Victor Uyoa's spot. Zach, how about you on a scale of 8 to 9? How are you feeling about this starting 11? Um, I was a little annoyed by it, but do we just not pay enough attention that we never know who's injured? <laughs> I blame, I feel like Koch. They don't tell us a lot until we absolutely have to know. They want to get us all fucking stirred up. And then uh, there's all people posting bullshit like, well, I've been told that Powell is out of Koch's good graces and he's being punished for his attitude. And then like, oh, no, his ribs are injured. And then, what like, if Koch punched him in her hips? <laughs> I guess it's possible. But that, yeah, that was the main, uh, that was my main gripe. And uh, turns out he's injured. So this is our best. Starting lineup, I think we could put out there. No, I mean, I don't think we ever really knew. We didn't know about Fernando Adi until after he got his DUI. And they were like, he was ready to go. He was going to be in the next game. I thought he had, like, torn his Achilles and we weren't going to see him again. And he was wallowing his sadness in uh, alcohol. But no, they didn't tell us anything. So it's not our fault. Okay, we are a news organization, but it's not our fault. As for LAFC, they started uh, all their players. <laughs> it was a solid-looking bunch out there. Possible MVP, Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and the rest. And uh, I got this first in my notes. Hectic first five minutes, huh? A little scary out there, Nick. It looked like they were going to get one real quick. If I remember correctly, I think the first couple minutes, up until they got that, until LAFC got that chance that, that Spencer Ritchie pushed over, but up until that point, I think I remember feeling like, okay, we were coming out a little bit more aggressive than, than I thought we would, which was good. I thought we were looking like we were confident. And then when they got that chance, it seemed like after that chance, they kind of start pouring it on us a little bit in the first half. But man, big uh, big props to, to Spencer Ritchie getting a hand on that. I mean, that was like, I thought that was for sure when you got Diego Rossi that close to the, to the goal with basically no one on him. That's almost an automatic, you would think. But but uh, yeah, no, I was. Uh, I think I was. I was pleased. But then when the goal, when that attempt occurred, and then after that, LAFC kind of start pouring on on us. I was like, okay, this is what what I like more of what I expected. What else? Uh, Deplon had a goal line clearance sometime in that early spot too, and then Waston came in and cleaned it up. They really just. Uh, it was like you thought it would be. What about you, Zach? I think uh, it's a little easier when you go in with kind of low expectations. Um, that is what we all expected, but. I think I texted you guys. I think Jack Stern told the whole team, let Richie get a touch. <laughs> so they were like, let, let him dice dice us up a little bit, uh, build his confidence, and I think it worked. Yeah, definitely. Um, but against the run of play, you would say, in the 10th minute, Kenny Safe puts in a good cross, cross to Darren Maddox, and uh, it was a legit chance. Maddox put it wide. You know what they say. Goals change things. It would have been a different game <laughs> if Maddox scores that goal. And um, but that might have been his best chance of the of the whole night. And uh, who knows what happens. Maybe we lose 5-1 if that goes in, but maybe maybe something else. <laughs> Nick, how about that play? Yeah, no, that's the only, the only real scoring opportunity, I think, that I remember from the first half. And I think that when you're playing a team as strong as, as LAFC and you're playing away, you're not going to get too many of those. I mean, and when you do get them, you have got to put those away. I was definitely bummed because you're right. It was a legit chance. I mean, he was on goal. I think he he just turned his hips a little bit too wide, and if I remember, the ball kind of skirted to the right away from the goal. But yeah, man, I was uh, I thought it was I thought it was a certain thing at first. 
His second attempt, he had that cur- curler in the first half also managed mm. it. That was that is, um, yeah. and that was yeah. pretty close as well. It was the end of the first half. Oh, yeah. but that was a chance. Yeah, it sure. was a yeah, good yeah. chance. Yeah. I was just working my way down. Sorry. That Which was, was uh, maybe the only time in the game where uh, Kenny and him connected. Linked up, yeah. yeah. Before LAFC got their goal, 30th minute, Waston got nutmegged by Rossi. Took him down. A little Waston slap. That might be my deckle smash for later. That was fun. Uh, but he had to do it. But two minutes later, unfortunately, after all the chances they had in the run of play, they get their goal off a corner kick in the 32nd minute. Who blew it? Who do we blame? Give I haven't someone really to blame. watched it yet. It looked like the one replay I saw, it could have been Nick Hagland or um, it might have been Watson. Oh, sure. Nick, who are you going to pick of those two? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pull up the replay. Don't you have it there? I'm really, I'm curious. At this yeah, I know. I am curious because I actually... I actually don't know because I remember watching a replay to find out who it was. And then the guy that scored came out of nowhere at the very end of the replay from the right side of the screen. So I have I have Vela, no idea who it was. Vela it was setting definitely Nick Hagel. Um, Justin Hoyt. Was, was it Justin Hoyt? Hoyt? It's Watson who's flat-footed there, though. No one's got him. No no one is even marking him from the beginning. Darren Maddox Darren didn't Maddox. move at all. <laughs> he's, in, he's, in, he's in between Watson and Darren Maddox. So. Oh, we were playing a zone, I guess, at yeah. that point. Everyone else was man-marking except those two. Okay. okay. I think it's okay. Darren Maddox. Damn. Anyways. I was going to spend most of this podcast defending him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's not a defender. Give him a break. Uh, yeah, so that was unfortunate. You'd think uh, one area that would be solid on defensively always would be uh, stuff like that with all our big guys. But hey, man, stuff happens. And then the 38th minute was when... Oh, that was a different one. 38th minute. This was another half chance. Darren Maddox pressures the goalkeeper who did not look very comfortable on the ball. And uh, blocked it with his leg, and it went wide. Could have gone anywhere. That could have been our goal, too. But it wasn't. 42nd minute, Deplon gets into into it with Carlos Vela along the sidelines. That was fun. I like feisty Deplon. Nobody knew anything about him, but I'll tell you what, he's a little more physical and feisty. Uh, what do you think about tough Deplon? Probably the toughest guy on the team, Nick. That's what you've been saying with your eyes. Was I think I remember that play, and I don't remember... That being that bad, what he did to Vela, like I, if, if I remember correctly, it was mostly all ball. Yeah, that, I think it was fair, and then he, you know, I, I it think was he, hard. I think he just it was it, he went in hard, and then he got up, and then Vela was animated, which made his teammate, whoever it was that came over and pushed Deplan, animated, and Deplan, I think, was just like, what the fuck? I just I made think a tackle. On, it I don't looked know. like to me on the way down, Vela kind of um, shoved Deplan's head in the back as they went down, and then mm. Deplan kind of kicked out a little bit at. Uh, Carlos Vela it was like, why are you shoving me in the head? And uh, it didn't turn into much, but uh, it did. I, I liked it though. And Tommy G said, "Oh, they're looking at it to see if it's going to be a red card for Deplon." Like, <laughs> fucking kidding me? Are you talking out of your ass, or is that actually happening? <laughs> I think Vela should have gotten one for being so soft. Am I right? <laughs> oh hell yeah, <laughs> softy McGee. This guy's a real bitch. Yeah, and then uh, it was Darren Maddox and Kenny safe steal the ball from Zimmerman, who was going back towards goal. Save pass to Maddox who cut in and curled in that shot that was saved by a fingertip. A couple more inches up into that corner. It would have been unstoppable. Still a good shot. And uh, Darren really felt it. He laid on the ground for quite a while. He wanted it bad last night. Yeah, that touch inside for me was was what really made that that opportunity occur. Um, one touch, beat his defender, set himself up all in one touch. And uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a done deal right when it came off of his foot. But Good, good save by the keeper, whose name I have no idea. It's like a pretty white name, like yeah. Miller or something like <laughs> Thompson. that. Thompson. Tyler Miller? Something like that. 
I watched We Are LAFC. I should know his name. But yeah, Darren Maddox to me seems like uh, he's going to be a guy. Maybe he goes on for a while missing like chances, and then he's just going to go on this streak of uh, burying goals. I feel it coming. There's going to be a streak of goals. Hopefully it starts Friday. And uh, that was halftime. Is this a pointless question? How are you feeling at half? One nothing? I was. I thought that's a good result. <laughs> let's keep. <laughs> let's keep it like this. See if we could steal one. Yeah, I felt good, and we were making chances. And uh, after that early onslaught, they had more chances after that. But uh, yeah, I felt pretty good. Yeah, they were getting in really close, but they couldn't really work around all our bodies who were kind of doing our last ditch efforts to block them. Like you'd see Vela, you could tell he wanted to set up for like a curling shot and we'd get like three guys around him and he'd pass it off. So it was still dangerous. But uh, I think Koch kind of said that at halftime, too. That he was like, you know, they didn't have great looks, even though they did worse sniff around goal a lot. Yeah, no, I I agree. The the positioning in the back was very disciplined. No one was leaving home. No one was being drawn out from some of the little passes that LAFC was doing. But I watched the last couple of games at LAFC, and it's it's absolutely right where you're talking about they were getting real tight into our goal. They they do like this ratcheting effect where they just keep exploiting the space and they get tighter and tighter in the box, and and it gets more and more cramped. And then you got people like Vela that he can shine in a situation like that, and so can Diego Rossi with the the small space, but. But the thing is, is like they weren't finding that final ball a lot of times, and we would get the, all that space behind them because they're like contracting in. For me, at halftime seeing that, I thought, you know, if they can't find that final ball, we're we're gonna get one, or we're right back in the game. Second half, I what did I say? Started off kind of like uh, the first half. They poured it on for the first couple minutes. They did not get a goal out of it. Uh, what, I have some like pointless notes here that don't make sense. In counter by Maddox to safe. Close call. <laughs> well, I would say we had a few. We had a few runs. Yeah, Max along with, down the side. Yeah, you know? along with Nick's point, we did. We caught him on the break a handful of times. Uh, Kakuta. I mean, he was really fucking going after it. He was looking fast. Yeah, I think it was early in the second half when he had he let one rip and it kind of fucking trickled. Everything was good besides the shot. Yeah, except for the finish. Yeah, he looked really good. And of course, Nick's jinxed it. Mane is the Lord and Savior, and then he's out 10 seconds later. He looks like a pulled hamstring waiting to happen. Just yeah, I mean, speed, but he did sit down and take his shin guards off instantly. He knew something he knew. was up. Um, the 59th minute, if you guys remember this, a near penalty kick on Darren Maddox. It looked to me like he got his heels clipped a little bit. I don't know if they reviewed it or not. I don't know if they re- they're reviewing everything, but... Then they had to stop the first stoppage. They were like, this would be the time for them to check. They're not going to check. And uh, do you remember that? What did you see? Do you think? A worthy shout? Yeah, I think so. I don't know how much of the ball he got, but he definitely at least clipped his heels a little bit. Nick, did you yeah, see that? I did. And that's one of those, like, for me, it can fall into a gray area, and it's really up to the like the discretion of the ref. You know, the ref made a right call there. So We might have gotten away with one of those with uh, Carlos Vela that they didn't review either. I, I agree. Kakutamana looked like he, yeah, uh, yeah, that was... he went through the back and got a little bit of everything. Yeah, that was dodgy for sure. Waston nearly had a good chance off that Kenny safe free kick. It was kind of like he was playing the Bertone. Remember the Portland goal where he kind of kicked it over the top and Waston had a decent chance. But uh, it did not come to. But it was legit. What else? Kenny Kenny Amaya. Yep, Kenny Amaya in the 83rd minute subbed in for the possibly injured Kakuta Mane. Let's talk about Frankie going back to L.A. I thought he looked great. Yeah, I think the first thing he did was... Uh, Skolzy. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. The worst tackler in the history. Um, 
Yeah, he jumped in the air and did a little sidekick to win on a throw-in. So I was like, oh, Frankie, look at you go. And he was he was tracking back. I thought the best part about that is that um, it saved Koch from making a huge mistake in putting Alexander in the game. Because yes. if Mane doesn't go down, I was really scared what was going to happen. No, I was getting Koch out. I yeah, was, I was gonna typing rip, it in. I was going to my season tickets. <laughs> That would have been inexcusable because they kept saying like Alexander continues to warm up. I'm like, shut up, shut your face. Uh, But yeah, we'll say about Frankie and Maya. I kind of lumped him in with all the other rookies and I'm like, oh, that's cute. They're giving him a Maya in the union game when he came out there. But I mean, he's the first overall pick. So obviously he's got to be pretty good. Yeah, he's in the U20s. No, he's fucking. He showed some. uh, He showed some quality out there. He won like three or four balls and he tracked back on one. LAFC was on a break and nobody could get on the ball and he kind of stepped in front and stopped what might have been a, another possible goal situation. Nick, Frankie, are you a fan? I am a fan and I actually felt bad for voting him off the island the last time I was on. And uh, He's in good it, company, Nick. Don't worry. He's got plenty of talent off the island. He, he, he gave me like this Mike McLaughlin spark feeling whenever we would throw Jimmy McLaughlin in as a super sub where he would, you know, kind of come in and jumpstart things a little bit. I got kind of that feeling, although it wasn't to the same effect that Jimmy's had. And no, he's not Jimmy for sure. Yeah, no, I mean in USL. <laughs> I yeah, no, I think I think the game obviously meant a lot, you know, being in his hometown. And he was looking like he was leaving everything on the field, which is all you can ask someone like that to do. And uh, no, I, I have good vibes about him going forward. I think we keep working him into our lineup and uh, try him out as a sub. And I think ultimately or eventually he's he's going to, He's going to get to the back of the net, you know. The sub that I wanted before Mane went down was pull Kenny and put Frankie in and uh, see how that worked out. However, it just wasn't meant to be because I thought Kenny and Darren were not linking up well. And I don't know that they ever have or ever will. And I think it was maybe our last home game. They were barking at each other a lot. And a lot of people on the internet are mad at Darren Maddox for not passing enough. But one, he's our striker and should be a little more selfish Two, Kenny should be finding him and not the other way around. And uh, he rarely does. He's the one who needs to release sooner. Yeah, I didn't see him arguing, but I did see him like making some faces. Who else came in? Um, Victor Yo did come in mm-hmm. for Caleb Stanko. The other one was Roland Lamar, and he did not do well when he came on. No, he didn't have much to add. And then there was a Maddox breakaway in extra time where I stood up off my couch and he tried to score at some impossible angle and did not, like we said. He really wanted it. And then Carlos Vela iced it in the 94th, which kind of sucked because one nothing felt a little truer. But uh, Yeah, it did. And that one, we talked about it. But I thought Kendall, I mean, he had a great game. Kendall Watson did. He always does. But shove him off the ball. Yeah, he let, him, he let him dribble in real tight, real close. Yeah. Once what about you get, Spencer? He, yeah. Just take him out, man. I think on that goal, like, I, I understand it. And, I mean, I kind of consider the game a one nothing game. To be honest, because fuck the scoreboard. It's like I'm with you, Nick. <laughs> no, I mean we're pressing, we're trying to get up the field. Obviously, it's a it's score or die kind of situation, and so all of a sudden there's you know there's just a ton of space opening up because we're stretching the field, we're trying to score, and that that particular case though, I mean Watson was right on Vela, and you're absolutely right. He has to have a stronger effort than that. I didn't think Vela was going to be able to make much of it, and and he did. But uh, thanks. If it's any other player, I think you can play him like that, and you're like. You're going to reduce the angle. They're probably not going to score. But I also feel like if you're shoulder to shoulder and you get pretty rough, it's going to take a lot for them to call a penalty on you as long as you don't just straight clip their right. feet. But whatever. It didn't really matter in the end. Like Nick said, it was one nothing. It never happened. Uh, 
I have some questions. We were scared about Hoyt. Nick, after you watching the game, how do you think Hoyt did? I have my thoughts. Much better than I expected, to be honest. I'm sure there are some things that I'm, I'm missing that I could probably criticize him for. Um, but for the most part, from what I remember, he came in and he filled a hole and, and he did his job and he played, uh, he, he did his, his niche role well. And uh, I mean, I don't think you can ask any more. I don't remember him he, getting like skin. He alive. was playing very safe, which is fine. Yeah. He was he wasn't playing Kenny safe though. <laughs> no, but he uh, you know, which is fine. Keep a lot of possession. A lot of his passes were were back into possession, which is fine. I mean, he's he's a back, so um, or outside midfield. So I mean, what can you do? He had one Zach to quote you bounding run down the right where they played the ball to him and just like boinked off, off his, his head. head. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. Like, oh. No, he didn't. He stayed home. Almost the whole game, because I think you could probably pick out maybe two times where he <laughs> really crossed the half line, made abundantly clear that one time uh, when he needed to throw the ball in. <laughs> I think they had to add a minute of added time for that. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, he just stayed home it and played forever. Yeah, but um, it's not like they were exploiting his side. I think, yeah, he did well. But yeah, they're a good team. And uh, what they say? They've only lost twice at home. Since their formation, one of the games was the playoff game they lost. So, I mean, a win would have been insane. A tie would have been surprising. And I think this result at the end of, uh, at the, end of the day was pretty uh, about what you would expect. I had a loss on, uh, as a loss on my, my master predictor sheet. So, no harm, no foul. I don't know. I'm walking away from this feeling like, you know, we just, we know what we need to do. I think we just need to, to have more of an emphasis on our offensive building. Um, I think... We're a player or two away from having a fairly potent offense. And I don't know. I'm not that bummed about this loss, but but I don't know. Should I? Should I be? Be yourself. That's <laughs> what I always say. Also, we're down a DP. Imagine if our DP was uh, somebody else who <laughs> was out there yeah. helping the team. Anybody else. Yeah. Could literally be anyone. I'll literally take anybody else. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I saw that Shauna Coley winky face. Love to do it again sometime. Fuck. <laughs> Come on down, buddy. See what Cut. you got. Cut Adi, <laughs> sign a cold. trial. Save us about a million dollars and uh, roll with it. I don't want to go down the whole list of players and say how they did or not. But uh, once well, someone who was kind of invisible is Alan Cruz. Not his greatest game. What was Cruz doing out there? Because uh, not much. Well, was he a victim of being on Hoyt's side? I don't know. <laughs> Is that, is that true? It did come down the other side a lot more. But yeah, so I don't well, know. Well, Hoyt doesn't, he doesn't, he wasn't playing it forward a lot. That doesn't mean it's his fault. Maybe Cruz wasn't getting open for him, but he was pretty invisible. I think everyone agreed that first sub was the right sub. But, you know, let's talk about who wasn't invisible. Let's pick this week's FCC of the week. Zach, I'll let you go first. Uh, There's a few choices. Uh, (laughs) Two of the ones I have written down, I just checked uh, the Bailey Facebook page, and I think it was during the game, but... It was a Stanko hate fest, and it was I was not expecting it. They're like, Caleb Stanko can't fucking do anything. I was like, huh? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like this fresh take. And I the, didn't uh, expect that. The Cincy Soccer Talk was like, oh, give me your three words, and it's all fucking Darren Maddox hate fest. And you've got him in there, your list as well. Um, <laughs> I know. I got him, uh, Maddox. I got Stanko, Maddox, and Kakuda were the ones that came to my mind. Yeah. And uh, I, someone's probably making the case that any of them could be like the goat of the week, so... I don't know. Well, yeah, who are you I, pick, Zach? I mean, people were talking shit about Maddox when I left the game against Kansas City. I just, I'm no expert, but is I don't it, know what people are watching. I'm really. Is it a melanin issue? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, luckily, they're hating on Stanko, too. But um, 
Yeah, he's as white as white can be. Stanko. Well, who's your pick, Zach? <laughs> it's almost as white as Eric Alexander. It's, not, not it's, his, it's, it's his birthday today, by the way. Which one? Eric Alexander's. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 46. So. Doesn't look a day over 43. <laughs> his, um, that was his best game of the season. Yeah, Darren Maddox is going to be my man of the week. He has won it before. Nick, how about you? I'll bet. That's not clean up third. <laughs> Damn it. Well, who's your FCC man of the week? Kind of a... It's, it's a tie, but I'm going to give it to Mana since um, Zach gave it to Maddox. Because for me, it was Maddox and Mana. Maddox first half, I think he was our deadliest offensive weapon. And then I think Mana was our, our deadliest offensive weapon in the second half. And both of them were just exerting an insane amount of energy to try to score. And um, yeah, I mean, it just wasn't either of their nights, I mean, for scoring goals. But but yeah, I'm going to give it to get to Kaketu. Kaketu. Kakuda. 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 I find it pretty frustrating that like year after year, our strikers are being lambasted for perceived laziness. And then you've got this guy who works harder than maybe any player we've ever had on the team. And uh, that's ridiculous. You know, talking about Darren. Yeah. Nearly scores multiple times. Um, put one wide. Doing everything he can. He's set up multiple goals this year. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, well, people get mad at, like, the people, like, him running on these fucking long balls. Like, hey, why don't we look at the people sending the long balls? I mean, because he runs, like, his ass off to every one of them. And it's like, what can he do? What what can someone like that do if someone's just going to play these 60-yard balls down the, down the side of the field? I don't know. And he, the pundits say that we need someone more clinical. But like Jonah said, I think... The goals will come from him. It was a 12 men in the last game. They were the Sporting Kansas City game. They were like, uh, yeah, he did have 10 goals last year, but <laughs> why are you just erasing yeah. his 10 yeah. goals? In, <laughs> in half a season. He does look like a guy like, man, if this guy was like in, like 10% something else, like he'd be like one of the top players in the MLS. Like if he, if he did like finish all of his good chances, he'd be like, I don't know, fucking Bradley Wright Phillips or somebody like that. Yeah, and you don't want to say, who is it, Dirk Kite, Cal, Dirk, you know, <laughs> for Liverpool. He used to just run his ass off all the time, and everyone's like, well, he put in quite an effort, but then, uh, but I think the goals will come for Maddox. No, I mean, it's not like that fingertip save wasn't on target and a great shot. So it's like, God, he can't put it in the net. Like, well, the keeper made an amazing save. Yeah, and then Kenny, he's not, he's not really setting him up. He doesn't let go of the ball. I like him too, but I don't know, something... Something's up with those two. Yeah, he can be frustrating at times. Well, it's I'm like, uh, the... Lance Lang and Jimmy. You know, yeah. they hate each other. <laughs> Lance Lang, think I'll score a goal with my head. Lance Lang. <laughs> um, actually, I forgot. I have to pick the FCC man of the week. I'm going to pick between the two. Lots of power. That's the position I like to be in. Uh, Darren Maddox has won it. I'll give it to Kakuda. Let's make it fresh, Kakuda Mana. You are my FCC man of the week. Come on by, hop on a bird scooter, just scooter on over to Mount Airy, get your $50 gift card to James the Jeweler, Tuesdays between 1 and 3. Let's move on to this week's Deckle Smash. Mm, yeah, Deckle Smash. I have Waston Slap and Deplon's Fisticuffs on my mind. I already talked about them. Are there any other moments I'm forgetting about? Mm. Bertoni had a hard challenge late in the game, like he loves to do. Did. Seems to be a reoccurring thing with him. And he's got a little sinister grin on him, too. It's great. <laughs> like only the Swiss can. Am I right? <laughs> Nick, you have a lot of issues with the Swiss. Who is your Deckel Smash? Anything else coming to mind? No, I think I, because Waston has this trademark slap, 
Now, I, I got to give it to him with... Uh, it felt so unnecessary to, to deploy that slap, but he did. He got one in, and it made me pretty happy, so... I should say, I think multiple people have suggested we do a Deco... Not Deco Smash, a Waston slap segment. I'm like, yeah, the slap's going to be whoever scored the goal. It's not like a mystery, like, who's it going to be this week? <laughs> but uh, I stand I stand corrected, because this week it was a human on the other team. <laughs> Let's move on to this week's styling on them. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on you. Are there any moves out there that stick out in your mind? I feel like Kudamane, he got his touch back a little this week. Kenny Safe did a little dancing. Not much came of it. I don't know. Anything else? The, the real styling on him might have been, uh, you know, I, I don't want to give it to the other team. They're not eligible. But when uh, Rossi nutmegged uh, lost him before he slapped him. <clears throat> no, I really, really can't think of any. It's hard to style it on him when uh, you're just playing on the break. When you mentioned Rossi, I just think about he let fly about five on target. It felt like, uh, thankfully, that, you know, straight into the arms of <laughs> awaiting Spencer. Ricci. And one that was about one foot over the goal. That was a fucking rocket. And then uh, was McClock. She's like, oh, Spencer had that covered all day. I was like, uh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> the thing was, I'm not a speed expert, but I'm not sure he did. <laughs> Jeez Louise. That was a pretty good McCloskey. What would you think about that, Nick? Perfect. Thought it was uh, him. It looked like uh, looked like he had it covered. <laughs> <laughs> and the lads in the orange and blue making oh. their grass debut. Uh, <laughs> now I got mad. At you the, took your nap today, didn't you, Kevin? Oh, you know he's telling jokes. <laughs> no, someone got someone got hurt, and he was like, he's like, and he goes down right in front of the LAFC dugout. It's like. <laughs> What, dude? What? Are you serious? That's also the way the Dodgers play, you idiot. Chips you know. it in. I'll never forgive you. Um, what else? <laughs> they had some some goofy moments during the game I was loving. <laughs> what else can I say? Can I do some more impersonations of McClough's? Oh, this guy's got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm thinking of where can I stick in the action? Sure, Tommy. Oh. <laughs> Tommy does remind me of, he's like the Chris Welch of... Soccer broadcasting. You just want to just shut your mouth for a little bit. <laughs> well, when when Maddox was clipped, like we're we have we should have like the ultimate homers of announcers, and uh, you know they are homers, but like Maddox got clipped in there. He's like, oh, nothing in that. Moving on. I was like, hey, Bo, give it another look, man. He just moved on so quick. I had written down. Uh, Look like McCloskey hit the beach. He was a bit red. No, nah, he's booth. been he's been red all season, okay. and uh, he doesn't look into the camera. He looks just slightly off. No. <laughs> oh, that's all about. I like Liz him. is making like the knife throat thing, like one bad move. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. I mean, he talks like. No, oh, I like him somebody too. knows what he's talking about, whether he does or not. I don't fucking know because I don't. But uh, Tommy, I don't know if Nick turned me against him or not, but uh, he's on my shit list now. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, like I, like Nick said, ever since saying that Kenny Walker chips it in. Yeah, real man. <laughs> chips it in on it's a, a line. fucking shot of a lifetime, and he goes, and Kenny Walker chips it in. Like, <laughs> versus you hear the other announcer like on the stream going, "Oh my god!" Like flipping out, like it's one of the best goals he's ever seen. Because it not, was not our boy Tommy G though. <clears throat> Kenny Walker, USL Team of the Week, by the way. Congratulations! You oh, won nice. a ten dollar <laughs> gift card to Jersey Mike's. Hey, that can get you a sandwich. Uh, this week's edition of Kevin's 
like I already said already, these guys couldn't stop talking about Conquer Kevin. They loved it so much. I had to shut them up. I edited out all the stuff they said about it. They loved it too much. For this week's MLS Minute, what's he have for us? I don't know. I haven't heard it. I hope he's making one. Here's his intro. Kevin, let's see what you got. Your MLS Minute starts right now. This week started off with a boring one-to-one draw between Chicago and Vancouver. Montreal defeated Columbus Crew one to nothing on a cow pasture, while Houston Dynamo cleaned up San Jose two to one at home. The most exciting game of the week was probably Seattle v Toronto, and go check out that god-awful Michael Bradley pass that led to Toronto getting scored on. Minnesota draws New York City FC three to three thanks to a god-awful, and I mean truly awful, own goal by New York goalkeeper Sean Johnson. Maybe signs of life down in Atlanta as they defeat New England. Two to nothing, two goals from Ezekiel Barco. Timbers still continue to struggle, losing two to one to Dallas. DC United, without Rooney, still managed to defeat Colorado three to two, and James O'Connor sits Dom Dwyer and Nani. They lose two to one, and Zlatan bag two. Oh, baby! That was great. Nick! You already know I'm going to ask. Oh, I, honestly, when he was going through the scores, was probably my favorite part. <laughs> Somehow they were a surprise. Uh, but let's move on to this week's edition of FCC Survivor. You know the rules. Maya! I did the other week. Dude, I was right on key. Fucking nailed it. Uh, we each vote somebody off never to play again for our survivor team. Off the island, snuff them out, burn their buffs as well. If you don't know what a buff is, you're a survivor poser. Since we're running out of players, can we all say ours at the same time? Maybe uh, save somebody? I get a feeling someone else is going to have the same answer as me. Yeah, I, feel I like think we're all, all going to be on the same page. You think, you think we're all cruising at the same speed? <laughs> um, no, uh, let me see who's already off of the island. Kudamana, Eric Alexander, Corbin Bone, Manuel Ledesma, Fernando Adi, Forrest Lassa, Victor Uyoa, Alvis Powell, Caleb Stenko, Frankie Amaya, Greg Garza, and last week, Nick Hagland and Leo Bertone. Basically, our starting 11. Yeah, Nick, Nick, you didn't have, uh, you weren't on the podcast last week. You said it was beneath you. We don't need to get into that. But who would you have voted off the island? Luckily, somebody was saved by your absence because we had one less person to vote off. I don't know if you can remember. It was the Sporting Kansas City mm-hmm. tie. Did we win that game or tie? Was a no, tie. we tied. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, who do you think... Were you a Nick Haglin guy that week? Uh, I, I wasn't. I have Haglin's been off my radar a little bit, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If I, honestly, for me, um, I don't remember Cruz doing really anything since he scored that backheel goal against Portland. And I'm not saying he hasn't. I'm just there's nothing prominent that comes to my mind. You're saying last week it might have been. I Alan think Cruz I think he him. would have been a contender, but he's definitely my guy this week. I um, wait. So let's make it official, Nick. So you're voting. Uh, yeah, and I just I just want to say like I I honestly don't remember too much about the Sporting Kansas game other than Mana missing that goal and uh, us having some chances. But I don't remember was Cruz. I feel like I'm Zach's like pretty wrong good, here. One good cross that almost led to a goal. Okay, yeah, I okay. thought he did pretty good. And then we talked about it on the pod that time him and Russell were racing down the sideline next to each other, Alan Cruz, and like, man. Mm. Um, Cruz's yeah. moment was at the very like beginning of the game when Kenny almost he didn't get a great first touch that cross. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Like six minutes in, yeah, I remember that. Um, and then also at that game, I sat with Nick. We were we were groaning at Hagland 
a few times during that game. He was, uh, we were saying he's not playing the balls that are there for him to play. He did look a little lost, and Waston kind of laid into him a few times against Kansas City. He's already dead. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. What's not, uh, uh, so Nick has snuffed out the torch of hits on young, his grave. young DP Alan Cruz. So, Zach, now it's up to you. Um, do you want to go at the same time, or should I just go? Justin Hoyt. <laughs> the tribe has spoken. <laughs> I probably would have said that if you waited for me. But does that mean that I, I got to pick somebody else? It does. You hesitated. Oh, let me write. Let you me had write your window of opportunity. Let me write Hoyt down. Point up a roster. Uh, Who else is on the team? Caleb Stang is already out. Okay, let's see. Waston Bertone is gone. Maddox. Frankie has gone. Kakuta has gone. I think Spence might have to hit the road, huh? I thought I... Honestly, I thought I had voted Spencer Ritchie off the road. Um, this segment doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Friday feels—it's it's getting thin. Friday getting, feels like we're uh, not even like. It feels it, like Koch is gonna—he's gonna go back to TT on Friday, doesn't it? He'll be like, "Oh, it's a short, shorter week." He was healthy. He was on the bench. Let's see what he has. Spencer Ritchie, you're off. <laughs> I tried I'm Spencer. You out. I tried. <laughs> I thought about uh, Waston for a second, but like, why would I do that? Well, I've been thinking like, who? Now that we're this ah! deep. Now that we're this deep. <laughs> Who is? Who's left? I, I think I know. I think I know where this is all leading. <laughs> I think it's think a it's, safe bet. No. <laughs> he's gone, isn't he? Is he still no, there? No, no, he's still there. He's still in. No. Kenny no. safe to plan Watson. I think it's. I think Nazmi oh. is going to be our FCC survivor. Um, <laughs> Just by sheer Nasmi lack of playing flight, time, but didn't make the eighteen. Yeah, he should have been, on the, he been um, on the bench instead of uh, fucking Alexander. Well, fucking Lasso who? was on the bench. So was uh, what's With his name? Ty Lasso was on the bench. Lasso, he was on the bench. He made he the was. trip. He was. Yeah. I mean, we don't. Who else would? <laughs> we didn't really have any other uh, center backs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind if he fucking threw caution to the wind on Friday. Rest some crazy. guys. Get Nazmi a, a look. And, uh, are you gonna? Are you gonna be there, Zach? I don't think so. There's a chance I might go for as long as I can. Interesting, Nick. Friday game. I'm there. Count on you. Um, well, we could talk about this some more in this week's edition of... I, I will be Ubering down just so everybody knows. And Ubering away. <laughs> yeah. Some dickweed on the internet is like, this is why we need Adi instead of Maddox. Like, Get the fuck out of here. What the hell would he have done? Yeah, Look at the track record so far. What I mean, Maddox has been way more potent than Adi. All Maddox's chances aren't like him like waiting for a ball to show up, except for that one cross at the beginning. Yeah, I tell you what, in the world, I know he doesn't have the height, but if you want someone to hold it up, Ledesma is a better shout than Adi, in my humble opinion. One, Adi can't head the ball, so it doesn't fucking matter. But two, if you want someone with their back to the goal who's going to hold it up and then play a ball, I think Ledesma's a way better yeah, he did. Choice. He did well, and, and too, the Revs game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what he was doing, and it was working really well. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's he's got some muscle injury. Otherwise, I think he'd I at least be on the bench. I'm I not clamoring help. for him last night, but just in general. Also, apparently, TT was back to health, but he wasn't on the bench the last game because he cut his finger <laughs> at home. That's what I. That's what I heard. <laughs> it was like a kitchen accident, wound. right? Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Jesus Christ. do you want the job? Come on, dude. You think... Tuck your fingers in, bro. Keep them up. Just do whatever. I love these American knives. (laughs) It's 
he talks. You think Fabian Bartez would oh, miss a game for a cup finger? I forgot about that. What? How did that happen again? I'm just picking a random keeper. Is there an actual story? I thought there. Somebody did some keeper. I guess killed my McCloskey. Hurtiti, Hurtiti, damn it! I had it perfect. Let's a perfect McCloskey. Titi in the kitchen. Damn it! This week's edition of. Hopefully, he was whipping up some of those. Skyline wieners. <laughs> <laughs> the lads really love those. In the orange and blue. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> lads love the wieners. Kenny Walker chips it in. From a bit of a distance. It's fucking blasphemy. Frankie Amaya making his grass debut. <laughs> Somebody also said on Facebook, I think the grass got to him. Yeah. That perfect pitch. <laughs> They, they couldn't. They, what is this ball what? rolling perfectly? Have you ever, ever heard that? Like one of the nicest fields in MLS. Like, playing I don't on, know, man. Playing on grass their entire it's life, so, and it just got them in this perfect pitch. Yeah. I like that uh, McCloskey and Tommy said so they got kicked off the field after five seconds. <laughs> I was like, no, just get off. Not even you can stand on this. I did see Pat Brennan uh, tweeted about uh, the fact that Will Ferrell was there. So I guess he got to see Will Ferrell. So. He's a star fucker. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> Just working his way up the ladder, huh? Um, what else? Popery. Oh, yeah. So, Popery. Before we get into anything FCC related, Nashville, we've been waiting for this TIFO for weeks. It was on Reddit. They said, hey, you don't need to come to the TIFO painting because we're having it printed. And then there's just a cascade of shit their way. Some justified. Some most justified. <laughs> but then they said uh, the other lame part about it was like, the front office is letting us throw a major shade with this one. I was like, oh, yeah, is it? So we finally see it. Uh, it's this shiny, glossy banner of fucking uh, Tim Howard, who I guess got this tattoo. Nick's <laughs> really having trouble over there. Uh, it's so bad. Getting a tattoo. It says gold doesn't, gold don't, is it gold doesn't or don't? Gold, gold don't, don't rust. rust. Uh, like on his, almost his ass, it looks like. And they just put that on. A yellow background and said gold don't rust and said verified by Tim Howard and wow what a piece of yeah. shit which you have to put a lot of pieces together um, yeah, because no, apparently the, they were s- like no this was killer yeah everyone knows soccer gets this joke he has an ownership stake in Memphis and then they sing a song about gold not about rusting gold not rusting so that was like hey, oh even your one of your owners has a tattoo of a song that we sing Oh, that was killer. That was the dig. Um, I can just imagine the fans just licking their chops right before they Well, they were because do you see how many people they tagged, the dude tagged in the picture of it? Like, hey, it was like MLS, Memphis, whatever, Tim Howard, all these, and then all these hashtags. Like, so yeah, we love you, Tim. (laughs) Very proud of it. Like, hey, man, take this one out of the woodshed, buddy. It reminded me of, like, a shit-talking post I would make on new subjects message board. Yeah. I would just sit back and, like, like, okay, let's wait for it all to roll in. Like, honestly, they should have just bailed on it after, like, everything came out. And they're like, oh, this thing better be good. Like, oh, man. Mom and dad letting us throw major shade. Yeah. It's like you're with a bunch of people and, like... Jonah, tell him the joke. It's the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life. Jonah, tell him. Anytime you got to explain it that much, you know it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, and because it was printed, the picture I saw of it, I don't know if you can even say unfurled, whatever it was. It, and it wasn't that big, really. 
it's like shiny and glossy and yeah. it's like hard to see and just the whole thing was a fucking <laughs> disaster to me from front end they're like whatever man you just don't get it it's like <laughs> oh man it makes you kind of i mean it doesn't kind of it definitely makes me appreciate our fan base and the creativity that we have in our our fan base when you see shit like that man no. i mean that was the fucking Nashville's been a, a huge letdown <laughs> in every aspect. Yeah. Well, it's like their attendance was like not doing very well, right? Is, did it's I hear that? fine for USL, but yeah. I think they I think they were expecting. They talked a lot of trash, like they were like, like no, you don't understand. We have X amount of millennials, and you should see how we supported that hockey team. And I was oh, like, the okay, team, yeah. and uh, it just hasn't like they thought they were gonna. I think they thought they were gonna be like Atlanta Part Two. I don't believe that's gonna happen, and they're gonna be at a football stadium next week. Zachy breathed. He had an, like, oh, a natural I was just thinking, vibe. I was reminiscing about their our first game in Nashville. I thought their TIFO was so soft. Oh, the, like, whole, the Skyline one? Our, this is our Skyline, hold the chili. I'm like, <laughs> Somehow like, miles yeah, better than yeah. the Tim Howard more soft. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, it's better to just not have a TIFO that attacks the other team in general. If it's going to... This is really good. Unless it's good. Because yeah. those are both total fucking failures. <laughs> Yeah, up I mean, there with by Felicia from <laughs> which like <laughs> at least that's more memorable no that one like so bad in, in theory i was like that's not so bad you know you know but it was just like so like uh it was like abstract art i was like joking about it being freehanded and like it was I was like have you not just google tifos have you seen the, the david beckham like statue unveiling prank that that they play on him i didn't watch the whole thing but i'm, I'm familiar yeah so i mean it's what you think it would be they unveil it like a, a private unveiling and it looks like complete garbage like it doesn't look like him but i can imagine so, someone coming into the by felicia tifa to like help paint or something and like expect it to be a prank like the people like they walked in and there's literally a blank canvas They're like all right why are you start in the corner you got a foot uh, I'll, I'll start up here with the head. We'll meet in the middle. Hopefully, that's his waist. <laughs> that's literally what it looks like happened. What could go wrong? Oh, here, go to the bride's YouTube. We put a whole video. It shows the whole process. It's like it can be hard, but it's not hard. That's why I'm glad with our first the one of the year we just did the the fucking uh, the lion. You know something. Big and straightforward. Yeah. yeah, it represents our city. Yeah. Now for Columbus, my idea would be. As I just said, not an anti-Columbus one, but for them, I would like uh, have pre-court shitting in Frankie Haydock's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> no, we, I mean, we're already trying to think of stuff. We got months in advance, but yeah, because we don't want to be at the uh, last second. Like, God, oh, we need a good one. Otherwise, yeah, personally, I want like the <laughs> the goriest, <laughs> most satanic thing possible. I don't know what we can really get away with, but uh, yeah. yeah, certainly not my idea. I'm thinking like Blippy. It's uh, <laughs> like... Frankie down there bathed in diarrhea. That's a, your true person is not real. No, I, we have all the player banners, and I've uh, been working on a Kenny Safe one in my basement. And it's better than by Felicia. I can at least promise you that much. But uh, I, I, I kind of want to replace all of the banners, player ones, individual, individual ones for Hell is Real, just all of them being different evil-looking um, satanic ones just for that game. So I'll start working on that now. Uh, speaking of TIFOs, we'll talk about their... Uh, Decent new stadium, Minnesota United. They put up a gigantic, like five-piece tifo for their opening game in the Allianz Field. Uh, it ripped, and just in general, I mean, people were loving on MLS just because it was so huge. MLS Reddit, and personally, I thought it was kind of whack. 
I liked the idea of it. It was like, you know, the past and future. We've had that idea too, but mostly it was just like a shitload of paint and apparently too much paint because it weighed too much and it uh, ripped. But what do you think about it in general? You know, it was pieced together with many, many pieces of the fabric. And I guess they were saying people didn't follow instructions and were just standing on it and that's what ripped it. I mean, they, they were able to rescue it and it was a quite an undertaking and it's hard to hate too much when we've just seen that Nashville one. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's slight, slightly apples. Yeah, I mean, it was, I thought it was cool because it wasn't a corny attempt to throw shade. And then, no, I just, I just wish uh, it would have all worked out. Yeah, well, I don't know. You don't have to go that big. I'd rather have a smaller one with a cool design than fucking the world's largest panels that are, the design was slightly boring. But And then also on TV, as they're unfurling it, there's just a huge block that says Audi. There's an advertisement when it came back from a commercial, so you can't even like see what's going on. And then when they finally remove the advertisement, you see the middle banner that's ripped in half. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then there's one second from the left coming down from the top, and they forget to stop it at the top. And it just keeps going <laughs> down towards the bottom, and then they have to like bring it back up. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like, how do you coordinate this many people? I think it's just impossible. Um, no, Portland has it down, but I don't even think they've done panels that big. Um, no, they almost always use their pull it up on the lines, don't they? They'll have like one large one, usually some different smaller ones in the background. You can do a nice little scene. I think that's a better idea. Yeah, in they general. got it all figured out. Um, what'd you think about the stadium, Nick? Did you watch any of the games? Zach, I know you did. I, I yeah, I did watch it, and uh, I mean, it looks sweet. I, I definitely want to go to a game at that stadium. Um, I drank beer, but I was a little annoyed at how much they kept talking about the beer taps like throughout <laughs> the entire game. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, I swear to God, every time they talk about the stadium, um, Taylor Twelman would be like, and they got like 95 taps of beer back here. But, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I know. You, you guys, there's other features here, guys. And But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I just, in general, I love the I love the branding of that team. I think the colors and, and the, the crest and everything's just really gorgeously done. And the stadium's certainly no exception. It looks like a first-class facility. That and Bank of California, like are like a must go to for me, I think. Yeah. Watching that, it seemed, uh, I'm glad it's going to be a full bowl because anytime there's openings, it looks kind of whack. And when you see stadiums that don't have any openings around the corner, all the way around, it just looks, uh, infinitely better to me. Yeah. Same. And that the seats come all the way down to the field level always looks good. Um, it looks way better on TV. No turf. Yeah. Turf looked a little rough. I think they were, Still kind of like breaking it in, I guess you could say. Um, they're, they're, but they had a snow, a, a snowstorm, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw a video from like the day before, and there were people just going around with mallets, hammering mm-hmm. all the seats to knock the ice off it. So uh, I was watching the game. I saw Minnesota's goal, and then I left for a few minutes. I turned it back on. I had missed three goals after that. Yeah, yeah it was one to nothing, and I took my kid, one at Skyline, went and picked it up, drive through, came back, and it was three to two. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's why I didn't, never wanted to have a kid. What a dick. <laughs> he missed, a, missed the like goals the, in the Minnesota like the, game. The Heineken commercial. Dude, we <laughs> I turned on the... <laughs> I turned on uh, Premier League mornings today. And um, it's a Hillsboro anniversary. You know, I just turned it on to watch the pregame. Eli's down there with me and they're fucking carrying a dead body <laughs> across the field. He's like, that's kid? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh. like, he got dead? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, he got hurt. Yeah. And I was like, it's real? 
<laughs> like, oh, no. oh god then he kept asking like where'd the kids go i'm like they're gone man you could have just lied to him like no it's not real i just i can't <laughs> no it, it, i, I watched you how to lie it's pretty easy i watched that pregame or that that footage of that them talking about that and it's it's just there's a couple times i was like oh this is it i'm about to get fucking <laughs> stampeded the, the hood um michael at a, at a, a nipper, Michael the Hood. A nipper game or no, at not a concert? A nipper, please. Um, a concert. Was, <laughs> we all went to see Weezer when they first got back together. And, uh, you know, Brie mm-hmm. in the wheelchair. So we got to go in up front and uh, watch sound checks and all that shit. And we're up against the barricade and then the fucking 3,000 people are like pushing in on us. And uh, we ended up having to pick up her wheelchair and like pass it over the barricade. And like, I'm just like, <gasps> like I couldn't fucking breathe. It felt like, you know, those girls up front from Michael Jackson and Bucharest or whatever. And uh, Modern Life is War, when they did their reunion, I thought my leg was going to break. Oh. The whole room pushing up against me in the front row, like, and the s- stage was at my kneecap. That was an awkward uh, height. I saw that video. Yeah, a lot of people took knees to the face. Every, but uh, I haven't had a Not trying to. <laughs> I mean, there's been a hill for I can relate to the 96. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't had uh No, it's terrifying anytime, even like a. A more gentle version. I was at a Deftones show. And I, of course, I got there early. I was at Bogarts, and I was like, "Oh, I got a great spot." And then, like, as soon as it starts, everyone starts like it starts swaying and pushing to the front, and I end up having to go all the way to like the stairs that go down to the bathroom. I was like, "Well, good thing I got here, got that fucking spot." But you feel like you're gonna pass out. Definitely don't go on YouTube and look up videos of the Hajj uh, crush. Yeah, cut, so that won't bum you out at all. <laughs> cut my joke out because that is really terrible. Uh, I wrote down here player chance, and I thought I'd come up with one. I didn't. <laughs> but I we don't think we've come up with any this year and we had like 13 new players I've been slacking on music in general the songs have dried up I think the problem it's, is that you join the pride and now have some type of social life you should be spending your time in front of the fucking computer <laughs> I don't think I, I have just as much time to come up with bad player chants like, I promise you that who sang that song We not even change the words it could be our Wonderwall. the first time I looked into your eyes I can cry <laughs> I can't wait to hear the whole stadium sing whatever the fuck that song is <laughs> Jesus Christ how about that one we have a hard enough time with like basic chants with FCC in them oh my god we we should say, how about I want to sex you up becomes Zara you'll never walk alone <laughs> don't change the words either we should say uh, I want to safe you up Nailed it. <laughs> I want to stack you up. Hey-o! Oh, that's a hey-o, but safe's not? Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as I'm, I know, you're not gay. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I should say that, oh, Tommy, people were getting annoyed because he kept saying the 3252 or whatever. Like, he kept saying them over and over. He must have been like those numbers. But uh, f- for my money, they appear to be the liveliest uh, supporters section. They keep the noise going consistently and from left to right across the whole section i don't like to say too much uh negativity about the bailey since i don't sit there so you know be the change you want to see but my seats are too good but usually when you look over at the bailey it's the center unless it's like fcc or like that one chant we always do it's usually the middle is doing all the singing but for lafc side to side they're getting fucking loose am i talking out of school or what huh no absolutely i mean they were like you said the whole game animated i mean the last home game we were we played against Sporting Kansas, I think the Bailey was basically rocking the entire time. But we offered up so many good songs last season that <laughs> I'm not even joking. I thought we came up with some pretty good ones, and uh, they rejected them. 
So <laughs> it's a collective rejection. I mean, it, it, WKRP in Cincinnati. Why? We, why? It's right there for the taking. Someone thought that uh, got to use I that. extended a syllable too long, so it doesn't work. <laughs> something like that. Um, uh, finally, most importantly, versus everything, guys, I have golf. I have golf written down here. Tiger Woods, Nick, I remember you saying he'd never, he'd never <laughs> win another one. Oh, my God. You're eating so much shit now. Uh, right before we started this, we watched Tiger finally get that elusive... 38th green jacket so congratulations to him i know somewhere my dad was pumping his fist right along that made it sound like dad's dead <laughs> he's watching it somewhere <laughs> lively i know and watching. He's, he's up there smiling and down on tiger <laughs> he does live on a hill so i know he's up there pumping his fists well i was gonna say i was on the junior high golf team for one year on the last hole of a competitive match i was not good i should mention not very good as far as being on a team Hit the ball down over the green and rolled down a hill where no one could see me. I went down to the bottom, put my ball on a tee, <laughs> and hit it back up to the green. <laughs> I had already was getting, losing so badly, but uh, that's what uh, that's what I know about the golf honor system <laughs> that they're so proud of. Fucking teed my ball off. Zach, favorite golf memory? <laughs> they picked a golf. My favorite golf memory would be uh, my old friend Tim Jones. We were probably in junior high. We'd go in his backyard, put a tee down, put rocks on the tee, and hit rocks into the neighbor's yard over the fence um, almost every day. What could go wrong? Plenty. Um, Nick, do you have any golf thoughts before we get into our final thoughts? Talk to me. Yeah, no, I um, cut out the end, though. I always I always start everything I say with the end, though. I'll decide what I cut out. Go I ahead. just, I, th- I think about this time. I was working with a guy from Tennessee. This guy, let's just say, doesn't care at all for sports. And I take him to this driving range, and, like, I show him how to, you know, drive the ball. And um, I'm not showing him, you know, anything remarkable, to be honest. But but I like one of the driving range. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it like this, whatever. He starts fucking crushing these balls. I mean, it's literally like happy gilmore where people were like coming over like watching him crush these balls and he's doing like these like cowboy boots and like jeans and like you know like we just come from work because we we did and uh of course i I put on like my checkered trousers whatever but but he uh he's just smashing these balls and he's like yo man i think i could get into this golf stuff (laughs) that man's name was bubba watson look at him now He's a great thing that day for the sports world. I know. Appreciate it. Uh, Nick, while we're talking to you, what's your final thought the week that was? We lose to L.A., but did we really? one nothing. Yeah, I think that LAFC plays, uh, I think the way that they play is, is, is different from a lot of teams that we're going to face the rest of the year, and, and a different in a way that they are just, I think, better than most MLS teams in terms of how they build everything. Um, I'm really pumped on their defense because I, I feel like they are really dis- disciplined. Other than the Sounders game, we were getting caught, I mean, exploited big time. That was a nightmare, so I forget that about that game. But every game since then, and even though we've been scored on here and there, like we have really good defensive discipline. I think our biggest problem is obviously we're not able to build out offensively, but um, I think LAFC is, I mean, if they keep playing the way that they are, they're, they are going, going to win the MLS Cup because, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like when they would build out of the back, like LAFC, there wasn't a whole lot of like playing straight to a guy's foot. Like there was always these passes that were leading their players. Like that's what you see in like the Premier League where they're like, every pass is aggressive, it's exploiting the space. And uh, so anyways, I think that was a a good test to see where we kind of stand because they are, I think the best team in MLS right now and film, I'm still feeling positive and I still have favorable thoughts towards 
uh, Koch, not sexual, but just favorable thoughts. Mm. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm walking away from it feeling good and, and hoping that we can build from there. Zach, what's left to say <clears throat> on everything? Life, Tiger, and the pursuit of happiness. I don't give it two shits about Tiger. Uh, oh, is that why you were crying downstairs? <laughs> like Jim Nance said, if you don't have a tear watching Tiger hug no, his kids, there's something a, wrong with if you. If you're a parent and you don't have a tear in your eye, Watching this moment, you're not human. As me, Nick, Jonah, and his wife are like <laughs> clearly emotionless. You know what? Taylor Twelman is inconsolable. Um, it's like obvious red sign for antisocial behavior. <laughs> no, no, I, no empathy. I agree with Nick on everything. Still confident? Yeah, for sure. We could be the second best team in the league, and we'd lose 2-0 to L.A. All right, my final thoughts. Can't believe we're still in first place. Uh, Columbus Crew lost. Some other, some other, there were some other good losses out there for us. I'm still, I'm, I'm thinking of the end game, baby. I'm thinking playoffs. I'm thinking home playoff spot. What, what are we right now, actually? Nick, that's so funny you asked that. <laughs> as you, just as the listeners can hear you type. Um, I got it right here. Always did. Oh, seventh place, baby! Ooh, above that playoff, still line. making it. Ouchie, yeah. ouchie, ouchie! Look at Atlanta down there, folks. If the if the season ended today, <laughs> we're in the playoffs. When, I love that when they do that. Uh, but we're only three points out of a home playoff spot. So there you go. Let me hear that. Here's the bottom eight. Let's let's go through them real quick. You mean the bottom five? Oh yeah. Let's take Below us is Chicago with six, Atlanta United with five, New York with five, Red Bulls with four. New England Revolution with four. So a lot of heavy hitters at the bottom with Red Bulls, FC, and United. Congratulations to us. Playoffs start next week with RSL. Kyle Beckerman is the Carlos Vela of Utah. Look forward to seeing him in the flesh. He's like Zlatan for me. Can't wait. <laughs> we might make a TIFO just for him. Got Stanko signed Bex. My final thoughts. Just said it. Just kidding. First place forever. Uh, Nashville never. Hand-painted TIFOs forever. Rise together! Tommy G forever. <laughs> oh, nothing in that for me, Tommy. <laughs> the boys in orange and blue. They look great in the orange and blue, Tommy. <laughs> Making their grass debut. First time on grass, Tommy. <laughs> the lads down there warming up. <laughs> Frankie and Maya's from LA, Tommy. Johan <laughs> 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 Demet, Tommy. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Let's